Hello, this is Hardy Wallace. It is October 12th, and this is episode 11 of Getting Dirty Wine with Hardy Wallace. So apologies for the break between episode 10 and episode 11. It's been almost a month, but as you probably can guess, Harvest got quite busy. And though we were still producing, or I was still producing a lot of content with videos on Instagram stories and YouTube, I found that those were much easier to produce as you could actually, you're capturing that stuff on site where the podcast is usually me sitting down someplace quiet and being able to put that together. Uh, and that is usually not in the vineyard or not in the winery. So as things are slowing down here, we'll get this ramping back up and I look forward to spending a lot more time here with you all. So looking at 2018 so far, um, it's been a really incredible vintage, both personally, I think it's just been uh, one that's been filled with like euphoria and joy and just like just a lot of personal satisfaction. And it's been like, lack of a better term, it's been a kind of a spiritual journey in a way where it's just been so much love and so much kind of positivity out there, both um, between other people that we interact with, but between the weather and how things taste, it's kind of, it's been a really incredible, beautiful experience, especially coming off of 2017. A couple things seem different than, you know, kind of early predictions. Uh, I think when we were looking earlier in the year, uh, we were thinking that we we're going to have a lot more, a lot of bigger wines, wines that, you know, as things were starting to ripen, we were feeling like we might have a lot of wines that might be in that plus 14% alcohol world. Still be in, That would still be incredibly balanced because we had really low pHs that we needed to get up but that we felt like we would have to get the bricks way up because just kind of the balance between acid and sugar was different this year. But it really turned out as September came in and say the second or third week with those super cool temperatures, things really stalled out. And I think now looking at what we've got and we're about 90% of the way in, uh, we have wines at relatively low levels of alcohol. So I've got a lot of stuff that will, you know, that'll be in a low 12%, but with that extended hang time, have just really deep, rich, kind of really beautiful flavors and just should be really beautiful, balanced, hopefully joyful wines. So I think a lot of that was, as I mentioned, those cool temperatures and having kind of that long kind of pause where normally if we're ripening, say, you know, 1.5 bricks a week or so, um, here we were, you know, having weeks that you'd barely move 0.5, and you're just kind of really slow ripening. And I think the other flip side is that this year, yield-wise, so the amount of fruit that's actually out there in the vineyards is actually a lot higher than a lot of us expected. Um, when we're thinking that we're coming in fairly light earlier in the year because clusters were loose, berries were small, um, it now looks like as things fully kind of got through the season, we're actually about 25% higher than expected. So there's more fruit on the vine, things are moving slower. And I think also too, probably in farming, um, coming out of a fairly kind of stressed uh, kind of winter and spring where there wasn't much rainfall, 
I think folks relied on irrigation a little bit more. So we had a little bit more water, definitely bigger berries, um, or through as the season came up, higher yields. And then with these cool temperatures, things just really kind of pausing and kind of not stalling out, but not moving very fast uh, through kind of late September ripening. Because the pace of this vineyard, has, <laughs> I can't even talk. So because the pace of this vintage has been so favorable, we have been able to break a lot of our blocks and our vineyards up into multiple picks. And what I mean by that is that we'll take an early pick where we grab the ripest fruit out of there, maybe from the top part of a slope or from a part that ripens easier or a part that loses acid faster. Um, we pull that in first, get that fermentation up and rolling, and then we look to see what we've got and then actually bring in the second blocks or other parts of that block and to actually balance out what we've brought in. So if we need more depth, if we need more texture, if we need more oomph, uh, we've been able to really balance that out with kind of these second picks. And though that seems entirely logical, in most years, the pace is so fast and you're worried about tank capacity and logistics and all sorts of things that at least for someone our size, that can be very challenging. But with this year's pace, with the weather, it's been really kind of a luxury to be able to do that. And so now with many of our vineyards, we have multiple picks, multiple fermentations of really the same place. And what that is going to do is going to make kind of our January, February blending sessions like just really, really incredible. And even though we do mostly vineyard designated wines, we do some really intense blending uh, where we pick out you know, say the best five barrels, the best six barrels of each vineyard, and then also start blending sessions for the familiar wines. So the, you know, the blended Merved that's a blend of multiple or all the different sites, the blended white wine. And we just have so many cool components to work with this year that I'm really, you know, I don't want to speed up time, but I'm really looking forward to sitting down and doing those blending sessions. So as I mentioned, we're about 90% done. And what's really remaining for us is just a few tons of old vine Carignan up in Mendocino. And the second pick of our old vine ends vineyard Morved in San Benito County. We got the first part about two weeks ago and we're trying to push out this second part really is until the canopy falls off uh, just to get that like extra depth and richness. And also the second pick of Rodnick Farm, which is the vineyard that was formerly known as Antel Vineyard. So once those are in and we're kind of have that all penciled out to, you know, coming in the at the last fruit coming in, say October 22nd, right around there. So once we get that in, We'll probably finish off fermentations and press off the first week of November or maybe the beginning of the second week of November. And that's it for Harvest 2018. In most years, when we've finished pressing things off, um, you know, I look forward to some you know, relaxing times and, you know, just a couple of days off, you know, every week and just kind of recovering from, you know, kind of a couple months of nonstop work. But this year is going to be very different for us. Um, we've decided to move uh, next week and um, still within Napa. So we're not moving far, just a few blocks away. And so we are moving 
um, we are releasing um, the 2016 Maples Spring Street Petite Syrah the first week of November. Uh, this is a special wine that I made uh, for my daughter who was born in 2016. And I'll go more into this in another uh, podcast episode, but I think arguably it's the best wine I've ever made. And it's a single wine release that uh, will get to people before the holidays. And then on top of that, the huge news is that we are expecting baby number two in mid-November. So we are moving, uh, releasing a special wine, and getting ready to uh, introduce a new family member all within the next few weeks. So this will go from the end of harvest with maybe a couple of days of like, you know, what the hell happened type stuff, and then going right into another level of excitement and a whole nother journey that we're looking forward to. Well, again, thanks for everyone's patience between episode 10 and 11. We look forward to bringing a lot more of these to you all. And at that point, or at this point, let's keep it weird. Um...